Welcome back into AT&T Stadium, ladies and gentlemen, for another bowl report. That is the four-year event in May. That is Andy Backstrom, and I am Spencer Holbrook. We are just one day away from the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, the 88th time they've played this bad boy. Uh, Tim, I think you've been at all 88. Go ahead and lead us off. Uh, I can remember half of them. That's what's really, really odd, more than half of them, which is really, really odd. But uh, like we talked about, you know, wrote a little snippet about uh, uh, <laughs> here is uh, Devin Brown wearing number 33 for his first collegiate start playing in the bowl game where his the reason he's wearing number 33 is because Sammy Ball wore number 33 in professional ranks. He wore another number 75 at TCU, but he played in and won the very first Cotton Bowl. The irony of that is really thick. And then he goes from there. I, I get the idea that uh, Ohio State, I keep telling people this, and I think most people don't want to believe it, you know, but Ohio State seems pretty jacked to play in this game. Yeah, they're playing a team that they think is going to be very jacked. But like I've said, Missouri can say it's jacked, but is it? Ohio State players can say they're jacked, but are they? You know, we're going to find out at eight o'clock uh, Eastern time, seven o'clock uh, Central time, uh, tomorrow night. But you know, here they are. We just watched the two uh, coaches in their last press conference together, Eli uh, Drinkwitz and uh, Ryan Day, and uh, I don't know. It was, it was a pretty decent press conference, except for it was not revealed whether. Marvin Harrison Jr. is indeed out of the game, but we all believe he is. Yeah, uh, it's very entertaining press conference because Eli Drinkwitz is one of the funnest guys in college yes. football. Just gives plain answers. Uh, said that he was mad that Ryan wouldn't tell him who's playing, who's not. Mad that Ryan didn't give him the playbook. Um, just having a good time. And there's Ryan Day, who's a little bit more of a serious, uh, undertoned kind of guy. So uh, it was an entertaining press conference, to say the least, Andy, but there was a lot to learn uh, from it from both coaches, to be honest. I mean, we obviously care way more about what Ryan Day says. It was so pretty revealing <laughs> what Eli Drinkwood said about the Buckeyes. Um, just your thoughts on the press conference. We ju- just got out. Yeah, this is Missouri's Super Bowl. I mean, they've never been in a near six bowl. They're here in the Cotton Bowl. They've been in the Cotton Bowl before, before it was near six. And it's very clear that Eli Drinkwitz is excited to be here. His team seems to be excited to be here. And this is a matchup against an Ohio State team who he said could fit in in the SEC. You know, they're built through the ten- trenches. They have talent all around. It is a team that you could see in that conference. So I think they're both excited about that matchup. They both clearly have respect for each other, which was kind of fun to see as they, you know, whipped at each other with some jokes. I think the press conference ended with Eli Drinkwood saying, yeah, I was expecting to get a JBL speaker from Devin Brown as well, uh, which, of course, drew some laughter. So, yeah, yeah, it was an entertaining press conference. I think the main thing that I take away is that, you know, Missouri has star power too. You know, Brady Cook, Cody Schrader, Luther Burden, that trio alone has kind of vaulted – this program from being a six and six mid of middle of the pack SEC school to now once again being relevant. And so as much as we talk about the star power of Ohio State, who's playing, who's not playing, most of the guys are, but this Missouri team has star power too. And I think that's what makes tomorrow's game. Yeah, and what stands out too is Missouri came the closest to beating Georgia last year before Ohio State came the closest. Uh, this year they played Georgia what to the nine point game or whatever it was. In well, Athens. Yes, in Athens. This is a Big tap team, but it's still just on the outside looking in. It still looks like a slight overreach for Missouri, maybe not quite being on the level of Ohio State yet. But Eli Drinkwitz, man, he's he's a breath of fresh air, uh, without a doubt. And uh, just talking with him, and he has that personality that can take this program places. I think if they stick with it, Eli Drinkwitz was extremely complimentary of Ohio State, so much so that he said they play elite special teams. Huh. I, I'm not kidding. He said okay. it. He said it, not me. You I didn't carry it away. I won't say it because they don't play elite special teams. But he was very complimentary of the Buckeyes. You can tell these coaches kind of have a little bit of a bond. 
Uh, they like each other a lot, and, and they have a lot of respect for each other. Um, I, I don't know. Ryan Day seemed excited to play in this game and excited to be here, but you could tell that, that there's still just like a – he's like reserved because Eli Drinkwitz is so excited for Missouri to be on this stage. And then there's Ryan Day who knows that the Buckeyes, if a couple things go their way, are on a different stage in a few days playing a much more important game. And I know that Ryan Day won't admit that because he's very, he is excited to be in Jerry World. But there are two different spots that these programs are in. Like you said, this is Missouri Super Bowl. This is Ohio State's consolation prize. Yeah. It is so different. And obviously Missouri wants to win a national title. So does Ohio State, though. Ohio State is more equipped to do that. The fact that they're not doing that uh, makes these programs just at complete yeah. different spots. And that's the juxtaposition that we find ourselves in a day before the game, and hearing from those coaches, you can kind of feel it in the building. Yeah, just think about these two guys. I mean, they have been on such a treadmill since the end of the, quote, regular season, recruiting, uh, getting ready for this game, and transfer portal. I'm not kidding you. You just, no matter what happens on late Friday night yeah. here, you got to get a sense that both these guys are going to breathe some type of sigh of relief yeah. because they will have a little bit of a moment there to exhale, and uh, reconnoiter before they get right into the business of what's coming next. You know, we both believe, or we all three believe, that uh, there may be a change or two of Ryan Day's staff, for example. That's got to be weighing heavily on him in one form or fashion. If, in fact, it hasn't already been, you know, people have been informed or whatever, maybe nothing's got to happen. Who knows? But uh, Ryan Day, you know, wants to make some – he's already made one change, which is clear to everybody. There's a brand-new starting quarterback for Ohio State. His name's Devin Brown. Starting in his first game, and like I brought up yesterday in our in our video, everybody keeps talking about this being an audition for for Devin Brown. No, this is like he's been shoved center stage on a Broadway show. You're now the lead singer. <laughs> yeah, you the know, auditions just get forget about the auditions. Uh, Cal McCord is gone. You're the guy. This is a this is a New Year's Six major bowl game, and you've been tasked to go out there and get the job done and win it. And in so doing, could ensure your future down the road. You know, we'll see. But as Ryan Day made clearly made clear near the end of the press conference, Devin Brown is their starting quarterback, not their interim starting quarterback. So a lot of intrigue going into this game. It was interesting, Andy, because at the same time that Ryan Day is talking about all the intrigue, he's asked about young guys getting an opportunity to play versus veterans playing. And I wrote about that a little bit on Thursday morning at LettermanRoad.com. Go get that coverage for $1 for your first month there. It's a pretty good deal. Cheaper um, than but, but Ryan Day continues to say, no, no. It's not just about getting young guys playing time. We are here to win this game. Ohio State, there's a nice trophy. crisscrosses in the middle, big football on top. They want that trophy back in the building. And I think that's pretty important. Like Ryan Day could be like, yeah, this is a great opportunity for Jermaine Matthews. Get out there and play corner. Hey, Carnell Tate, big opportunity for you. Pat on the butt, go play football. But instead, he's like, no. Every single one of these guys has, has decided to play in this game, and we're here to win it. We're not here to get reps for winter conditioning. We're not here to get reps in the spring bowl. Like, we want to win this game. And I think – that, throughout this entire thing, has been the most impressive thing for Ryan Day. He's setting the tone to the program and showing them that this game matters, and I think the players have reciprocated that. Right. He can only say so much, though. they got to go out and do it, and I think you got to right. wash that bad taste out of your mouth. Even in a loss last year, they did it, right? It, just the tone changed from a loss to Michigan, then you get into the CFP, and then you actually put up a real good fight. You almost beat, you actually should have beat Georgia yeah. in that game, the Titan that was Georgia. And that already in itself, the conversation was then focused on how much excitement there was around this season, 2023. And you turn the page quick 
yes, of course, there was the umbrella of the, the Michigan loss that still hung up there. But in this situation, you have another opportunity. And, of course, you want to win the game this time. I don't, no one's going to give them a you know, tip of the hat for playing it close to Missouri. they got to beat Missouri. Oh, yeah. And maybe a little bit convincingly, or at least with some gusto to them. Well, they've moved to a favorite role, you yeah. know, which they were favored, then they weren't favored after all the uh, doubt about this team and its roster. And now they're back into a favorite as we speak here. One place I saw one and a half points, one place I saw two and a half points. Three and a half now. Yeah, three and a half. That's a huge swing of emotion just among the wagering public out there. Yeah, and there was a huge swing of emotion even just with Kyle McCord departing from the transfer portal. Right. Devin Brown became That's what the we're talking about. Yeah. yeah, immediately after that happened, the tone about this game, the way people were looking at this game, you know, that all changed. And if he goes out there and wins this game and plays well, that changes the narrative of the offseason discourse where maybe it isn't as subdued as it was going to be. You know, even if Kyle McCord had stuck around, they won this bowl game. Yeah. And I well, want to say this. I mean, the last two postseason games Ohio State has played in, uh, and that's why I was asking Ryan that before he got into his uh, his police-escorted vehicle to get the heck out of here. You know, you, you could build a super freeway underneath AT&T State. But, but I asked him about the heart of this team. What does it say about all these guys opting to play, whether they're going to stay or not? And I just remember the same thing after the Utah game when they came back in that second half when he could have just gone, we're out of here, right? Came back in one of the great bowl games you will ever see anytime. And then last year, the heart they played with, even though they were playing without uh, Travion Henderson, they lost to Marvin Harrison Jr. in that game. They lost Cade Stover in that game. But they're still in there throwing up because against the guy, that, the team that ended up being a two-time national champion in Georgia. It says something about why the Ohio State program is elite. People can look at any way they want, but this team clearly knows its pride's on the line as much as anything else on Friday night. And, hey, by the way, Ryan Day, best presidential motorcade I've ever seen in Dallas. Yeah. True story. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Yeah. It seemed quite protected. I said that. And he, uh, had, the, uh, he had the top up. Yeah. Definitely not having the top down on this. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Let the final so wait, is that too soon? Yeah. No, it's been long enough. We need no answers. Answers. Letterman Road demands answers. Tim made the 40-year bet. Andy Baxter, Vince me, Spencer Holbrook. By the way, if you want to come down to Dallas, you still have time. Drive on down here. Get on the Game Time app. Get your tickets for the Cotton Bowl. Twenty dollars off. Use the promo code Buckeyes at checkout. That's right. Twenty dollars off. You can see all of Jerryville, all of it. Uh, not this, not this part though, because this is a credentialed and uh, superstar VIPs only in the AT&T Star. You owe it to yourself to get on game time just to come here, if not to watch the game, just to be in this building once. It's crazy. It, first time Anders has been here. Yeah, it's yeah. marvelous. It's uh, the Death Star. It's Jerry World, and we're here. And game time will get you there. Exactly. On Friday night, it's the center of the college football universe. It's the, the only game in town. It's the only college football game that matters on Friday night. It is Ohio State. It is Missouri. Number seven, Buckeyes versus number nine, Tigers. Clashing. Tim Day, yeah. the 40 year vet, he'll be in the press box for that one. Andy Baxter will be in there as well. With me, Spencer Goldberg. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the latest bowl report uh, here in AT&T Stadium. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning for some bold predictions. We know you guys love those. We'll see you Friday night in this very building, AT&T Stadium for Ohio State versus Missouri.